This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, finally, we got a little diversity here on Bet the Board. You know, we were MLB. It kind of uh, just uh, stuck with the MLB, and that was it. But now we got a little preseason football. And, Bruce, it used to be so standard when it was a four-game preseason schedule, and that was starters, um, a series at the most in the first game, maybe not even playing. Um, your second your second game, uh, maybe a quarter, a series or a quarter, depending on, you know, how established you are. And in the third game, you play a, uh, you play a half, with your starters and take the last uh, game uh, off. Well, they just eliminated that last game, and that's probably a good thing, especially when I'm trying to fight, uh, you know, whoever's got the uh, remote control at the, the bar or restaurant when they're trying to watch a meaningless preseason game against open at night in college football. But anyway, the um, it was it was all over the place. It really was. It was from several starting quarterbacks not even dressing out. Okay. You know, understandable. Two, Russell Wilson played five series for with the Denver offense. I mean, Sean Payton, I mean, my goodness. And and they still lost. It was a, a Clayton Tune drive and two-point conversion uh, to put it away at the end. Uh, and they also came with uh, zero coverage and blitzed everybody. Also seeing a lot of scheming and blitzing and stunning, which it, 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 it was all over the place. In week one, the different approach. Information is king in preseason football. It really, it really was, uh, Jimmy. And uh, yeah, you're right. One less preseason game, which they've which they've uh, gone to now. Only only three, and a lot of a lot of teams still treat that third game as like the old fourth game. So it's uh, this weekend. You might see a lot right. more of the of, of the starters in there. But um, a couple of notes. One, um, scoring generally higher, and we're actually seeing some totals getting ten five up. and one, ten yeah. five and one the first week, seven of the last eight. Yeah, yeah, and and that's different from many recent years, and that's why I mean we we see a lot of low totals in preseason games, thirty threes and thirty fours. Well, this week, I mean, that's changing a little bit. You're seeing some. Moving up, but I think as always, I mean, just sort of knowing the coaches, you, you see these trends, some of these coaches who have been around for several years, and there's fewer of those now because we got so many uh, darn new first, second year coaches in the league. But a lot of these guys just treat these games differently. It's very important to know the roster and know the quarterbacks in particular, know the backups, know who's going to play. Some backup quarterbacks can make it work. Others can't. Uh, rookies sometimes, well, you know, we saw Clayton Toon actually look uh, pretty good in his first start uh, uh, the other night for the uh, Cardinals, or first extended action, didn't start, but extended action for him. But other rookies didn't look all that good either. So it's sort of, you know, know, know the roster too, have an idea with the coaches. I, I think there's a fascinating challenge about handicapping uh, 
preseason football. It's different than the regular season, it's, but just treat it differently. And you have to look at these sorts of things. And uh, history means a lot, too. So lots to look at unpack, but some good stuff, I think, as usual in the uh, preseason. A guy like Shane Bichel looked great uh, for Kansas City Chiefs. He did. Um, you know, you had uh, – and then others that are uh, a, a very misleading, a lot of commentary about Justin Fields, how he's going to look this year. But, I mean, it's nothing he can do. It's not a knock, but it's also completely different from the box score. And those two, I don't know, 60, 65-yard touchdowns, uh, the length of, you know, yards, yards from scrimmage that the ball traveled, the pass – was combined negative five. The screen pass was minus three, and then the he did extend the play a little bit, but it was a check down after he was flushed to the left side. He can do that. He can extend plays, but kind of like Michael Vick used to extend plays, he led the league in being sacked every year. Justin Fields led the league in being sacked last year. So, but you know, it were there were there were dump offs. It was an extended handoff and then a check down at uh, that the. Um, the Tennessee defense didn't do a, a whole lot. But, you know, Will Levis, I mean, Malik Willis looked way better uh, than uh, Will Levis. It's it's great. And then a guy like, it was only it was only uh, one drive, but you could not have looked any cleaner for Derek Carr in his new offense and surroundings uh, with the New Orleans Saints. So, uh, uh, some some strange, you know, you know, like Trevor Lawrence plays, but Dak, Dak Prescott doesn't. Well, I mean, that builds a little lead uh, for Jacksonville, and they get a head start. So definitely information-based. Let's start, before we get to, to the um, uh, to the, uh, the, the Major League Baseball, let's start in the NFL. And we got a Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday pick, uh, does Bruce. And we'll start off with Cleveland and Philadelphia. Philadelphia at home, This and we see early movements. Some of the sharp players in preseason – uh, try and get their information before they're posted, and we did see significant moving. Philadelphia opened up one and a half. It was bet up to four, now back to three and a half Thursday night against the Cleveland Browns. I think this is a wrong move here, um, and they're looking at it wrong. Um, at Cleveland should have won that game against Washington, and we talk about quarterbacks looking good. Uh, there hasn't been any quarterback who has looked better than Dorian Thompson-Robinson thus far in the preseason. Now, the Browns still lost that game to Washington for a couple of reasons. One, field goal kicking, faulty. Two, a couple, the, the first drive of the game, Deshaun Watson led them downfield to the one. And then, my own my new pet peeve, the one-back offense, a short yardage offense, is not that good if, you're not, if the quarterback's not going to take off and run. So, focus on the running back. The Redskins, two very un- creative plays and, uh, the, you know, it's knocking the back down in the backfield. I don't know what's wrong with the old full house backfield short yardage, Jimmy. Uh, I mean, Jim Otis, I, I mean, lost yardage like two carries his entire career when he was with the Cardinals in Ohio State. Uh, so anyway, I don't like the one back. But no matter. I mean, Cleveland, I thought, outplayed Washington, and, and Thompson Robinson looked great. My only concern is how much he's going to play. I think Kevin Stefanski is going to look at – Perhaps, I mean, Thompson becoming the backup to Watson. You know, he's in competition with Joshua Dobbs. He has looked a lot better than Dobbs thus far. Uh, and they've had Kellen Mond get some work, too. Mond is not going to make this team unless one of these other guys gets hurt, um, unless they keep him on the practice squad. But now I think the question for Stefanski is, how much more do I want to see Thompson Robinson? It might be in the final preseason game, but if he's going to be in there, I think he's got a chance. Uh, Cleveland, uh, I mean, Philadelphia got back into that game and got inside the number thanks to a pick six late against Baltimore. 
Um, Tanner McKee. Now, there's a rookie who didn't look too bad either at quarterback for uh, Philadelphia. I don't think we're going to see much of Jalen Hurts, if at all, uh, this week again uh, for Philadelphia. So it might be more McKee, but they were very fired up last week and they played Baltimore pretty tough, but they ended up, you know, losing the game and, and fortunate to cover the spread. I think, you know, Cleveland's right here and, and Thompson Robinson is, is the guy this preseason. And if, as long as we get enough of him, and I think we'll get a, a, a good dose from once again, because Stefanski wants to look at him. I'm on Cleveland's side here. All right. Uh, yeah. And as far as the short yardage is concerned, uh, you know, once upon a time, the Bush push uh, should have been a penalty abating the runner. It's not. They did review it over in the offseason, but they kept it. And, you know, the Eagles got it right. And even if your quarterback uh, doesn't want want to run uh, a quarterback sneak, get a specialist. It works when you push him. I mean, what is yeah, the success rate of the Philadelphia Eagles in um, in that Bush well, push, uh, basically? It, beat, it beats a handoff five yards deep in the backfield when there's only one back, and, and the bush push is certainly better than that. No no question. Saturday, you're looking at a game, uh, 5.30 here, Steelers and Bills. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, two-and-a-half and 40-and-a-half and at home against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Jimmy, we talked about the Steelers on our radio show on Friday, and you might be right about them. I mean, I don't think they're – anything special this year middle of the pack team right around 500 i mean tomlin seems to push the teams over 500 mostly and you were right i mean they got they took advantage of the games they were supposed to win last year uh, good for them that they won them so they're not they're not great i think they're just middle of the pack and uh, there's a ceiling there i think with kenny pickett in his second year however um mike tomlin coaches in the preseason to win and won all the games last year, won the opener pretty comfortably last week. He's now 16-4 and four against the spread, his last 20 in preseason. So he, he coaches these games uh, to win. And an advantage Pittsburgh has, uh, we talk about quarterbacking here, it's, it's usually very good in preseason. Um, he's, he played Pickett some last week, he, he won, and he's come out and said he needs a little bit more action, uh-huh. he needs a few more reps, you know, he's only a rookie last year, so we're going to play him some, so he'll probably play a little bit more, he looked fine, really good in his first drive uh, the other week, but uh, Trubisky and especially um, Mason Rudolph, uh, Rudolph is a good preseason quarterback, he looked very sharp last yeah. week, that long touchdown pass to Calvin Austin looked good. I, I think Tomlin is thinking, you know, uh, the, just in case there is a team that needs uh, a quarterback uh, for injuries or whatever later in the preseason, uh, Pittsburgh's going to get the first call because you've got two backups who have won games, lots of games as starters in this league in Trubisky and Rudolph. And I think he's sort of wondering maybe if Rudolph shouldn't be my backup right now, even though they brought in Trubisky to start last year. My one concern about Pittsburgh is – um, unlike some of these others, we mentioned Tanner McKee and, and, and Clayton Toon and a few others. Tanner Morgan did not look good last week for the Steelers. In fact, he looked bad. And he was in the fourth quarter. Fortunately, Pittsburgh was so far ahead, he couldn't hurt them too much, but he sure tried. He had turnovers on consecutive plays deep in his own territory. The first one was overturned by a, a review. The second one, uh, it's a flat interception. Uh, I don't know that he'll – I don't think – I think he's seen enough of Morgan unless he wants to use him in the last preseason game uh, when nobody gets hurt. But I don't expect to see much of him this week. And Pittsburgh, like I said, has been pretty good. Now, now Buffalo came back too. There's another thing on Buffalo's side too. I'm not sure what we'll get of Josh Allen this week, but I, I don't think we're going to see much, if anything. So a little bit of Kyle Allen, but 
uh, uh, Matt Barkley is a very good preseason quarterback. He moved the Bills pretty consistently last week. He did it last season, too. And that helped push that game over uh, against the uh, Colts last Sunday, as the case last year with Barkley. So I think, even though this total is creeping up there a little bit, um, into the low 40s, I would still look over with these two. Pittsburgh got over last week. You know, I mean, as long as Tanner Morgan doesn't play, and I don't think he'd play more than a very little if he played at all this week, you'll have some pretty good quarterbacking both ways here. I really like Barkley to help push this thing over too, but I, I like Pittsburgh's side as well. So I'm going to make a double recommendation here, Jimmy. Okay. As long as the spread stays under three, um, even at three, I think I'd, I'd go ahead and ride Tomlin. These streaks in preseason mean something for these coaches. And I'd play this one over, too, because, like I said, the quarterbacks are going to be pretty good, I think, both ways in this game. All right, Sunday, the Saints are back at it. And uh, <clears throat> wild win because um, they, they dominated um, with the uh, first um, early in the game, 17 to nothing. And then they got dominated. And then the Chiefs let them back in the game um, unexplicably deciding to throw the ball, uh, milking clock with uh, less than two minutes to go uh, near midfield. That set up the uh, Saints game-winning field goal. Uh, Jameis Winston also looked very good uh, in relief. He looks in great shape as well. Went to the vegan diet, stuff like that. The reason I bring that, that does take discipline uh, to to stay in good conditioning. So it's, uh, it's a good sign that, you know, may translate to uh, off-season. It's, um, I mean, during the season as well. But the Saints' early, early looks – Look very good at quarterback, both uh, first and second string. Go out to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Justin Herbert did not play. Not sure if he'll play here as well. Three and a half, 37 and a half. The Saints are favorite on the road. Yeah, I might be looking more at the total here, but I I was impressed early with Carr. Um, by the way, downstream here, uh, this is my pick to win the NFC South, so I'll jump the gun here, and we'll talk about that more in a few weeks. But uh, I think Carr is a big upgrade from uh, Andy Dalton from last year and reunited with Dennis Allen and uh, the Saints were actually playing pretty well down the stretch last year uh, with, uh, you know, just so-so quarterback. I think that's going to be much upgraded this year. So we'll probably see a little bit more of Carr. Uh, Jay Kaner showed some possibilities late in the game too. Um, so I think that's, it's looking pretty good right now for the Saints and Jameis Winston, like you said. So this is a team I think uh, quarterbacking might be pretty good here in uh, August. Now, I don't think Herbert's going to play again. And, I, and what, what I'm hearing is that Brandon Staley is not necessarily going to play him uh, in the preseason. If he did, it'd be very limited snaps uh, unless something changes. Good. That's However, smart. He, he, you don't, he doesn't have anything yeah. to prove. No, he doesn't. So I don't think we're seeing much. However, um, they're giving Easton Stick a lot of look here in the preseason. And just in case they need to use him, so give him some snaps. And he doesn't look that bad. And I like a quarterback. He's had a few years in the league. He's played in the summer before. His results haven't been that bad. He looks more comfy in the pocket there. They've got several runners. Uh, Stick can move some, too. I think for preseason-wise, he's a he's pretty good quarterback. And late in the game last week, Max Duggan, the TCU rookie, came in, and he struggled a bit at the start. The Rams were right on top of him, but he settled down, too. And started to make some plays. So I, I think what I'm what I'm looking at here mostly is a total. Uh, 37 and a half we're looking at right now. That might get bet up a bit, but I would jump on this early and look at an over. The Chargers have hit at least 37 in uh, all their preseason games since last year, 37 or more. 
hit 51 last week against the Rams. The Saints come in here with some pretty good uh, quarterbacking. Uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised. And these teams last week, the Saints game hit 50, and the uh, with a little help from the Chiefs at the end there, but uh, that was still comfortably over before that last sequence. And um, uh, the Charger game went 51. Uh, so now you're talking much less than that on Saturday at SoFi. So I'm going over with this one. Chargers have been a good over bet lately in the preseason, and that's part of that trend. We mentioned at the outset of the segment, Jimmy, that a lot of overs last week, and I think this is one that will continue that trend on Saturday in my old hometown of Inglewood. But the, um, and the, 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 you mentioned Hayner, who's been getting a lot of positive reviews in, uh, in training camp, but really didn't play that well. Uh, on Sunday, so maybe a little jump up from him, you know, uh, in uh, yep. level of play, uh, could help that total as well. Monday night, we got a Monday night game uh, this week in week two of uh, the NFL. Baltimore and Washington. A lot of these are regional, like this one here. Baltimore's uh, opened up four and a half. It's now three and a half at uh, in DC against Wash the Commanders. Well, you know, we we we've beaten this to death in the past, and it's the secret is sort of out on on the Ravens, and and that's why that number got pushed up near a TD last week. I mean, that's now twenty four wins in a row, twenty four wins in a row in the preseason for John Harbaugh. However, uh, the last two they have failed to cover the spread. Uh, late last uh, summer against uh, Washington, I believe. And then it was uh, Saturday night against right. um, the uh, Eagles. However, they did come back in, in that game uh, to get actually beyond the spread. They were up 20 to 13 in the fourth quarter. It looked like it was going to happen again before Anthony Brown threw that uh, ill-advised pass, a pick six, and they snuffed the two-point conversion out. Also, the, the Ravens scored a touchdown there inside of two minutes to go on a nice run, and it was called back. Uh, so that was a bitter one not to cover for, okay. for Baltimore. But they're still trying. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, we're not going to see him. Uh, my little concern here is they played Josh Johnson uh, a lot last week. I think they know what they've got in Huntley uh, as a backup quarterback. And he came in. When he came in, they started to move. They could not throw the ball downfield with Johnson. I don't think he threw a pass more than 10 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. So that concerns me just a little bit. But I think John Harbour used last week to look at Johnson. I think in his case, it's sort of a third-string third battle, him and Anthony Brown. And uh, Huntley is definitely entrenched as the uh, backup. I think we'll see more of Huntley this week because they want to make sure he gets proper reps. Uh, although, if, if Jackson's still hurting, I mean, he would be is hurting, he would be the starter, so they'll be a little careful. But I think they'll see a little bit more of him and Brown. I don't think we'll see much of Johnson this week, but I'm going to back on that uh, Baltimore trend with Harbaugh. Washington, like we mentioned, didn't look too bad at Cleveland. I thought they were very fortunate to win that game, though. Uh, some short yardage mistakes by Cleveland, some bad field goal kicking. The Browns really should have won that game. Um, and this is local rivalry there, so uh, the Ravens usually take this very seriously. And in game two of preseason, Harbaugh has got an absolutely spectacular record um, in recent years. So I'm going to ride that again. I'm going to give Baltimore one more shot. I mean, you know, All I right. think they're going to win straight up. They won 24 in a row. I'll do it again with them. All right, we're running a little behind. Let's get to the Major League Baseball. Cincinnati and a red-hot Ashcraft, 112-9 over Cleveland against Logan Allen. <clears throat> Excuse me, Bruce, who's, who's pitched pretty well as uh, himself. 
uh, bullpen slash Bell uh, blew Ashcraft's last stellar performance. Yeah, but he has pitched much better, and we've talked about this before on uh, Fridays. 2.03 ERA his last seven games, and that's a big turnaround from him when he really struggled some in June there. Uh, he hasn't gotten a, as much help from his offense, and that's been a little concern here for Cincinnati, but I'm going to back them here tonight uh, in the Battle of Ohio. Uh, they did win two or three on the weekend in Pittsburgh. They are still in the race. Cleveland's offense, they got some runs Sunday in Tampa Bay, but they have been very, very sluggish. Logan Allen, not bad. Uh, so a lot of lower scoring games for Cleveland, especially those when Allen pitches. Cincinnati on the side, and I'll double up on this one with an under. I think that total is too high tonight for two pitchers. Pitching pretty well and two offenses struggling a bit right now uh, tonight in Cleveland. I'll second Cincinnati. I'm on him. And I got burned with Ashcraft uh, with the bullpen last time, but I'm back on him again. Uh, he's been outstanding. Atlanta in Elder. Here's a lopsided matchup. 205, 10 and a half against the Yankees. They blasted them last night. And uh, and also Severino has had some tough times in the first uh, first inning. He when he's gotten hit, he's gotten hit hard. Uh, Atlanta plus a dollar forty to score in the first inning. Bruce, you like Atlanta as well? Yeah, and I probably like that first inning thing to score too. I mean, Severino's numbers lately here, Jimmy, are are beyond bad. His last. Uh, what, seven starts, 11.71 ERA. I mean, he has been horrible for the Yankees. I'm, I'm surprised that Aaron Boone keeps putting him out in the rotation here because if that, that just means they have no other options right now, and this is how bad it's going for the Yankees. A lot of runs last night for the Braves. Elders struggled some lately, too. Two last two starts, the Cubs and the Pirates have not been that great. Generally, though, he's been okay. They're on the road, though. Generally, at home, he's been a little bit better this season. So, I will do it on the run line here, sort of just to go against Severino. I might play that first inning thing as well. But on the run line with the Braves, and also an over. We've got a, a high total here tonight. But I think they could batter the Yankees again and batter Severino. And they might get over by themselves like they did on Monday night last night. So, over and uh, run line for the Braves. I'll double up on this one. Run line is uh, minus 120 total at 10.5. But Texas has been unbelievable. I mean, they have just – and they lost a heartbreaker. Uh, could have swept to San Francisco. Uh, in San Francisco, just an out away and gave up a two-out, uh, two-run walk-off home run there. They uh, basically run-ruled the Angels. Angels were, uh, you know, had position pitchers throwing knuckleballs to end it last night. Montgomery – it's been okay, giving them innings, uh, 177, eight and a half at home here against the Angels. Yeah, I do it on the run line here uh, with Texas, too. And, and interesting, okay. this, is how, this is how the Cardinals are affecting the race this year. It's some of the pitchers they traded away, like Flaherty to Baltimore and Montgomery here. Hasn't pitched too bad his first two starts. Uh, he's allowed two runs and six innings in both of them. Uh, so he's giving them innings. And, uh, oh, by the way, this is looking pretty good, uh, what, we were ta- what we were talking about Texas earlier in the season. Now with Max coming on as well as he did last night, the Angels only got one hit off of him. And... Uh, Texas rolling like you like you said the Angels are in a funk right now and this can happen to a team in an offense they're not scoring runs by the way they've only scored I think eight across their last four games now so uh, when a team like the Angels all free swingers the whole lineup everybody in that lineup just tries to hit a home run every single time they come to the plate and when the collective goes into a slump Everything goes off the rails. That's why the Angels have so many of these extended losing streaks here over the past two years. It's because that's all their offense tries to do. And, oh, by the way, Lucas Giolito, this hasn't worked out too well. Three starts, 7.20 ERA. 
Uh, they did win his last start. They lost his first two. He's a free agent. He's going to walk at the end of the year. Yeah. So some of these some of these moves the Angels made at the deadline are not are going to boomerang on them. And I'm afraid Giolito is going to be one. He's going to be somewhere else next year. Run line Texas, like you said, they're really, really hot, and they're scoring runs as well. And Montgomery is good enough to give them six or so solid innings tonight. Atlanta, Bruce's run line pick there, a plus 201 run differential. Texas right behind it, plus 193. I mean, they have been unbelievable uh, this year and just not uh, just refuse to allow uh, the Houston Astros to gain a little ground. Windy City, that's uh, the Windy City Classic, goes to the north side tonight. Shame on the Cubbies for ever putting lights up there. But anyway, the Cubbies and Hendricks at home, 175, eight and a half here against the White Sox. Well, I know guys like you, Cubs fans, weren't expecting to be in the pennant race, uh, you know, earlier in the summer. But here you are and went into Toronto this weekend, took two or three. They are there, um, and and they're going to push. They've already got by the Reds, and they're taking aim on the on the Brewers. And oh, by the way, this might be a chance to make up more ground. The Brewers are facing the hot Dodgers here this week, so the Cubs could really make up some more ground here. Battle of Chicago, uh, uh, Toussaint the other way. The definition of journeyman. The White Sox are low on pitchers. They traded most of them away. They're giving Toussaint another look. He looked okay for a couple of starts. His last two starts have not looked that good. Um, ARA almost seven across his last two. Kyle Hendricks has had one bad start here in the last month, which has sort of distorted his numbers. But for the most part, he has been pretty good. Uh, So here's another run line here I might go with because I think they're going to hit Toussaint uh, pretty hard tonight. He's, uh, He's fading out. Um, and the White Sox really have thrown in the towel here, and the Cubs are on the move. So uh, let's do it. I think you get a plus price here with uh, Hendricks on the run line. I think they score well enough against Toussaint, and I trust Hendricks uh, not to implode tonight. So let's ride the hot Cubs in the Battle of Chicago and do it on the run line. <clears throat> Boy, you're on some hot teams and some hot pitchers, and Bruce, you're talking about, uh, yeah, and, um, you know, talking about the – Home run or bust, you know, the analytic approach, you know, base hits aren't any good anymore. Well, I, I go see my boy for the Marlins right now. He's helping them out a lot uh, also. But also, uh, Cody Bellinger, he has leveled off that swing instead of that basically slow-pitch softball swing to hit it out or anything. He is on fire. And it's his his run right now, his stretch, that may have gone from seller to, to buyer you know, before the trade deadline, getting on that hot streak right before the trade deadline. I mean, they have been, they, they, you know, they could play, they understand situational baseball. Cubby's playing with good baseball IQ. No question about it right now. I'm, uh, I'm high on the Cubs uh, as of late as well. Another team I'm high on, Bruce, and that is the Baltimore Orioles. They take one. Boy, Rodriguez is after, you know, his elevation and walking too much. He's got that 99-mile-per-hour consistent fastball low, and he gave up one home, one, a blast last night, but he was filthy again. He has lowered his ER right now in six consecutive starts. And so overall numbers still don't look as good. He's pitching, pitching much better uh, than his uh, overall uh, numbers in his last six starts. But Flaherty, very good in Toronto, gave up the two-run home run, to uh, Kyle Tucker. That was when Tucker hit the walk-off grand slam, and he let off the first the next day with a two-run, and he settles off and pitches very well. I, I, I looked at your pick here, and I looked at it, and I said, well, San Diego Waka, man, has been really tough lately. Skipped a starter, too. But San Diego's favored. Why? Explain to me. <laughs> I mean, why is San Diego? Baltimore is playing so much better. Forget the payroll. Forget what they are on paper. San Diego has had a losing record. 
A losing record in Baltimore is 29 games over 500, plus money tonight. Well, Walker's coming off of the injured list here, too. He's been out for a bit with the, with the back problem. He, his numbers were pretty good before. Is this his first start back since then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. And, and, okay. and, you know, the um, his numbers have been good, but, you know, this is this is a crazy line here. All Baltimore keeps yep. doing is winning. And uh, Flaherty hasn't pitched that bad again. The Cardinals impacting the race. I think this is a good pickup, more depth for that rotation. You mentioned Rodriguez last night, and I, and I think Flaherty's going to help them out all the way into the postseason. Also, okay, we know starting pitchers, five, six innings, and I'm not even uh-huh. sure Waka. No comparison to these bullpens. None. No comparison. No. None. None. You got the best in the league and maybe the worst in the National League the other way on the yeah. on the Padres side. So I, I'm surprised that's not factored into the price. I expect this price to go float towards Baltimore as today progresses. So if I'm betting this one, I'm going to try to bet it early while they still got this number. A decent plus price with Flaherty. Plus 117. That's one of the, and this is this is a real eye opener for me, and unless I'm seeing something wrong, and I'm glad that you look at it the same way, Baltimore is the pick here tonight. And also tomorrow, look at an early line as well. Snell, who because he's such a swing and miss guy, he's had issues with control, but he does uh, miss a lot of bats and strike a lot of guys out. He's going five innings. He's laying two twenty. Yeah. He's laying two twenty. You're gonna get. I mean, four innings. Uh, Baltimore's bullpen against that, and you know Kramer is. Not the the best, but these Baltimore pitchers, every one of them, it seems like, is giving them a quality start. Yeah, and I think tomorrow. So yeah, if you bet Snell, bet him five innings because he doesn't he doesn't pitch more than that. And no. but the bullpens, you got to figure that into the pick too. And I think in this one, big edge Baltimore. Somewhere in Louisiana, somebody's called them the public pods for a reason. Okay, they're overpriced, and uh, you know we've been waiting for them and waiting for them, and they're still under five hundred. Yes, July first, uh, Brucey, good job was his last start at Waka, so he's off a long layoff. So his pitch count has to be a little bit limited coming off sure. that shelf and we'll see how sharp he is uh, as yeah. well he was phenomenal uh before the layoff we will see bruce marshall every uh tuesday it's betting the board yes college football uh, next week as well we look forward to that for bruce marshall from cbs sports line and vegasinsider.com i'm jimmy odd here on the sports betters paradise youtube channel on the bet rivers network